0: Can I make an admission real quick? I had no idea what that karma meant. You just indicated <laughs> yeah, me. Sorry. I did not know how <laughs> yeah. one, like what that yeah, number translates.
1: Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me my fellow photoshoot model, Persona Malianti. <laughs>
2: I'm good. That was a very interesting experience, but I had fun, and it was good to see you, too. What's so- funny is that's the first time I've been to an office in the last two years. It just wasn't my office.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, it is actually Adruva's new office. We moved from, we were over on California Avenue in Sunnyvale. Now we're over on, what is it? Mission? Mission College. College in Boulevard. Santa Clara. Yep. Across from the Intel Museum,
2: I believe. Yeah. It's one of Intel's yeah, campuses yeah.
1: there. And uh, so I wanted to do some photos for the podcast. <laughs> Curtis was tired
2: to- of his face being on the... Homepage or yeah. the title art for the podcast,
1: but so I liked I your wanted, photo. Yeah. What's that?
2: I like oh, the picture you of this. you on the podcast I
1: like photo. Have you seen the new, like the bearded contemplative one? Yes, I have. That's what that one's one also good too. Yeah, with. I got lots of compliments on that photo. But I wanted your picture. <laughs> I wanted this giant mane of yours to be captured because I think one day you're going to come to your senses and maybe <laughs> cut it all off, and we, I want to capture it for posterity. And so we had a photo shoot. <laughs> And uh, we got to do, we got some, it was a lot of fun doing that. It Uh, was. Thank you, Alex, if you're listening to
2: this, but that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for the help.
1: Alex did a great job. Mm -hmm. And there were just a couple of dudes taking photos in an office. (laughs) It wasn't awkward at any time. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Look longingly into each other's (laughs) eyes. (laughs) Yeah. By the time you hear this, hopefully those photos or some of those photos will be up on the website at uh, backupcentral.com. And uh, before I bring on our guests, I'll go ahead and throw out our usual disclaimer. I mentioned the Druva office. I work for Druva. Persona happens to work for Zoom. This is not a podcast of either company. And the opinions set you hear are all ours. Be sure to rate us at ratethispodcast.com slash restore and subscribe to the podcast. You can either do it in your favorite podcatcher, you can go over to BackupCentral.com and subscribe to our mailing list and we'll let you know every time we come out with an episode. And we also are always looking for interesting guests. We have discovered a good one this week. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to bring them on. And if you're interested in the things we're interested, which is data protection, disaster recovery, backup and recovery, security, beer, barbecue.
2: (laughs) Barbecue. Definitely yes to barbecue. Yeah.
1: Definitely yes to barbecue and uh, just reach out to me at WC Preston on Twitter or W Curtis Preston at Gmail. Today, I wanted to talk about a little something has happened in the InfoSec world in the right persona. Yep. Just a
2: tiny little something,
1: nothing big. I'm flashing back to the matrix. I don't remember which one. I think it was the third one, the Keymaster. He got the guy yeah. with all the keys. So yep. we're talking, of course, about the Okta compromise that went wide this week. So this guest persona.
2: You're excited, uh, aren't you, Curtis? Aren't you?
1: <laughs> I am. He shrouded a mystery. We've had guests on before where we've used pseudonyms, but I knew those people. And so I knew their actual names. And then I had to pretend not to know their names and refer to them by Harry (laughs) Potter and Ron Weasley. And you may recall that during the recording, occasionally I would slip up and call them. Yes,
2: I remember that. that Lots of editing for you. Lots of of listening to it.
1: Yep. But in this case, I have no idea who this guy actually is. I just know (laughs) that he knows his stuff. He has been in IT for 25 years in the the infosec space for about 20. He has, are you ready for this? He has a karma rating on Reddit of 33,000. I'm excited that I've got like 600. He's got (laughs) 33,000, which means that at least 33,000 times someone has upvoted him That's impressive in and of itself, because Reddit is a crazy place where if you say things that people don't like, even if you're correct, they'll vote you down anyway. So he's managed to convince 33,000 people somewhere to click on what what he wrote. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Snorkel42. Hello. Can I make an admission real quick?
0: I had no idea what that karma meant. (laughs) <laughs> you, just, you just yeah, me. So I did every, not know how one yeah. I,
1: like what that yeah, number so translates when you get an upvote you get karma and every time someone downvotes you your karma is subtracted from so okay uh, now i know yeah yeah they i like I, I post in in a number of non it subreddits where very much you can say the right thing the correct thing <laughs> and they will get mad at you and downvote you, and then you just lost a bunch of karma. And since I'm I'm a relatively, especially compared to you, I'm a relatively new Redditor. Would that be the right word? And I, I'm trying to, you it. know, karma, it, it helps you bubble up into threads and things. It gives your posts more weight. So yeah, the fact that you have 33,000 is a BFD. <laughs> I'll get a t-shirt, made. <laughs> Why don't you describe what happened at Okta?
0: Yeah, I guess to to start, I don't have any insider knowledge here. Uh, so all I have is what's been announced and what little Okta has been able to slip through their marketing and legal teams. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Right. But basically they contract out their customer support to a third party located in Costa Rica. And sometime around the end of January a attacker from the Lapsus group gained access to one of those support engineers laptops, supposedly over RDP, which is something else to get into. And for about five days they had access to that laptop and were able to monitor, if not interact, the privileged access that that support engineer had. So Okta has a an internal application that they call a super user, which by the way, what a terrible name. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you have super user God mode necessarily. It's just the administrative interface to, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, hey, I'm going to go in and reset everyone's password to something I know, but it did give them the ability to reset passwords, to send links to customers to go reset their passwords and to reset their multi-factor. And Okta started off with their CSO saying, no customers impacted. We detected this back in January and, or we detected an unsuccessful attempt, which is the other thing to get into here, back in January and shut it down. And then the second blog post, they added a little bit more. And then the third blog post, like 2.5% of our customers, about 366 people impacted.
2: Yeah. And Um, it's interesting because it's 366 people, but it's really 366 customers, which could be of any size.
0: And we certainly know from the screenshots that Cloudflare was one of those customers. And Cloudflare CEO was fairly vocal on Twitter about his dissatisfaction with Okta right now. And
2: Cloudflare, I thought, published a pretty good blog as well they about did. sort of their analysis in, in fact, and what they did.
1: They in did. fact, a lot of people felt that Cloudflare's analysis was better than what Okta provided themselves.
0: Hmm.
1: Me included, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, there, there were a couple of people, you put on a another Reddit thread that was about this maybe more than one i, I don't know but I, I know i was reading one of them and more than one former employee of octa logged in and you know and replied and explained basically what the the super user which i agree is <laughs> a really bad name but i don't, I don't know where to start but right. the thing about the resetting passwords and stuff like they it didn't appear that they had the ability to do anything to be able to access an account they could reset a password they could reset or or even remove mfa but that but anything towards that would be sent to the customer so at at best they would only be able to do that if they had access to that customer in the first place so it didn't look like They would have been able to use this to actually access any customers. Does that sound about right to you? It it sounds about right to me for a few reasons. Look, to me, the biggest issue here
0: has been the way Okta has been communicating to customers and the lack of transparency. And the reason why it's important is I find myself in my own back of my mind saying, if we believe Okta. (laughs) every time I think about this, if we believe them. And the only reason I have that question for a company that their entire existence hinges on if we believe Okta, like they provide, maybe we should start that off of what does Okta do? So Okta provides authentication services and identity management to corporations, particularly around single sign-on and multi-factor. And the way you can place them in your infrastructure can get as far as deep as through the Okta portal, I can reset your active directory, your on-prem active directory password. So, you know, it's a company that holds a lot of keys. And if you can't trust them, my God, how do you keep them in your enterprise? And right. so so to your point of, yeah, it doesn't look like they had that kind of access to, to really take over the accounts of Okta customers. And I believe that to be true, not so much because of what Okta said, but mainly because Lapsus, didn't appear to use it. I think if they would have had that access, we would have seen a much bigger impact.
1: Right, and and by the way, I'm I'm 100% on board with everything that you're saying about uh, that the biggest issue here has been Octus' response. I I just wanted to, for for anyone who's listening to this for the first time, it sounds horrible, and screenshots of customer data sounds horrible, but I do want to at least say it does look, based on the information that we have, most of which... Did not come from okta that they wouldn't have been able to actually access any customer's environment they might have been able to annoy some customers change their passwords and things like that but they but i completely agree with you that from the get-go like from the very beginning from message one and all the way up to message three their verbiage is really weird yeah. right Um, I'm
2: wondering if this has to do with any of the new laws going through Congress around data breaches or just public perception with everything going on in the world right now that they just did a PR blunder, if you
1: will. It it could be a pretty big one.
0: Yeah. And certainly they are a publicly traded company. And that that has certainly been called out in a number of forums. they, They may be tied as to what they can say. One of the things that really sticks out to me is from Cloudflare's response, it was very clear that they learned about this along with everyone else. So one day they woke up and saw screenshots on Twitter from an attack group of their information. And Okta has a publicly disclosed privacy and security policy that I can name the sections 20 and 21 talk about when they will alert customers of a breach and I think you would have to do some pretty fancy legal footwork to explain why Cloudflare did not know about this in January 20. To me, that is the real big takeaway from do I trust this company anymore? The fact that the customers that we do know were impacted clearly didn't find out until the rest of the world found out as well. Um, and that's an example of Okta not following their own policies. And that's troubling to me.
2: Yeah. And especially because these are in legal contracts, you could be right. held liable for it and you're losing the trust of your customers, right? Who yeah. would trust Okta the next time something happens.
0: Yeah. And of course the timing of it is very interesting in that Okta is saying that we couldn't respond until we got the security incident report from the company that this third party hired. And we just got that conveniently as yeah. these screenshots got posted. But even that, so you had a third party contractor get compromised and you know what kind of access they had and You just sat on it for three months? Are you telling me that Okta did not actually get involved in that incident response at all? So just a lot of things not adding up. And it certainly doesn't paint a pretty picture for Okta.
1: Yeah, there was, I forgot, I was scrolling through the post right now. The verbiage where it says, you made a comment that, that it seemed that you know, marketing was involved in these, the statements that went out it, because it, like it did start out with even in the third one, I'm, even in the third message, they referred to it as an attempt right? to access. Yes.
0: And this was not an attempt.
1: attempt. This was a hack. I don't know what yeah. the proper term
0: is in the InfoSec no, I think a hack is absolutely the right term. And I, so they also have a timeline. And I think if you marry Those blog posts where they talk about unsuccessful attempts and the timeline, you you see where they're getting to. The the unsuccessful attempt that I derive is where Okta caught them, which honestly, we need to take a step back and really give Okta security some kudos in the detection to begin with. So where Okta caught them was the attacker apparently attempted to add a second MFA token to the support engineer's account so that they could start approving. From what I've been told, Okta internally uses MFA a lot. So apparently Okta is huge on every step you take within their network is MFA. So it looks like the attacker tried to add their own MFA token. So, you know, while they had RDP access and the the, the support engineer was away, they could start moving around and start responding to MFA. And Okta caught that, the addition of an MFA token from a weird location which is fantastic, like a really great job and darn yeah. it. So I think what Okta is referring to when they say there was an unsuccessful attempt was the unsuccessful attempt to add that MFA token, but hmm. boy, is that some marketing wordplay <laughs> there to say, oh yeah, it's an yeah. unsuccessful attempt to, to take over an engineered yeah. laptop.
2: No, they took yeah. it over. Yeah. They took yeah,
0: it, they it over. Took they it had over access for...
2: to your network. Yeah. They provided it. They just weren't able
1: to. Yeah. Right. And for five days, they could do, because they were controlling that laptop via RDP, which is the remote desktop protocol, which should not be exposed to the internet.
2: Curtis's second favorite topic, I think. And so
1: it is a really
0: good point. And I think this is what's way more interesting about this is, was it exposed to the internet? We don't know. If it wasn't, then it would sure seem that lapses actually have Access to this third party's network first and then manage to get RDP access to this contractor's laptop. The screenshots show Global Protective, which Global Protect is a VPN product from Palo Alto Networks. So was this person work from home? Possibly. And that you know, was their home network breached? So it does, from an InfoSec standpoint, it certainly does scream to me we should have RDP locked down on your workstations. Does your laptop need to be able to accept RDP connections? Absolutely not. But yeah, so I think that RDP side, though, is really a big topic because it has a lot of fine read between the lines there of what does it mean that they had RDP access? How did they even reach it over RDP?
2: And it's something we may never really find out unless
0: sure. yeah.
2: yeah, no one's really going to bring that up. No one's going to talk about that. They're just going to say, yeah, we stopped the attack or whatever the breach was. They'll focus on the Octa side. Everyone talks about, OK, we found the issue or. We saw what they were trying to do, and we stopped it. End of story. Not necessarily, how did they really get in, in the first place? And what does that look like? And how do we prevent that from happening?
0: Yeah. And the thing to keep in mind, too, when we think about, this is a third-party contractor that specializes in 24 by 7 customer support for larger enterprises. If Lapsus, which is a attack group that's setting the world on fire right now, had access to their network, what else was there going on? Okta may be to take right. the tech iceberg for them.
1: Yeah, somebody, one of the commenters, they felt that the whole, like throwing out the screenshots from Okta was actually an attempt at subterfuge on the part of lapses to throw away attention from the fact that the real problem is the access as you just mentioned. Somebody said, maybe that's why they threw out all the Okta information, because we're not talking about Sykes, we're talking about Okta. The, the, technically, the hack was actually a Sykes. Okta was just the customer in this case.
0: And. Okta is very quick to call that out. They say third party as often as they possibly can, as if that's, Oh, wash our hands of that. Sure. We gave that third party access to go reset your passwords and MFA's, but that's their problem.
1: There were people, a handful of people in the comments and there, as there always is on the internet, there were a handful of people that came to Okta's defense regarding that they get thousands of attacks a day and that, they're saying no customer systems were accessed. And so was there really a, a duty to report back in January? Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that?
0: The, the title of the post I had made was, uh, am I overreacting? Because it, it's probably coming through in this podcast. I'm still quite upset with them. And I, I agree with a lot of what, the, what those folks were saying. But yes, I'm sure Okta is attacked repeatedly. Now, the question is, what does that look like? if they are attacked so often to the point that people have access to the super user program, that it's such a non-event for them, like that's an everyday event, then holy cow, right? Like, seriously, if, if that's everyday for Okta, then we have something way bigger to talk about here. I'm guessing that's not the case. I'm guessing this this was a significant event for Okta, Um and downplaying that I don't buy. I, I I think this was a significant event and Okta was very happy to Stopped keep it under wraps and hope that it never came out. And I think As we said at the the start, yeah, I don't think anyone really—I don't think there was any actual breach of a customer's account. I think what we saw in the screenshots was pretty much all that happened. But I think if you were to get Cloudflare CEO on this podcast, he would tell you that was significant, and the fact that he didn't know about it until a couple days ago when it was posted on Twitter was not acceptable for him. And I'll be really surprised if Cloudflare isn't looking at moving to another provider
1: right now. For the record, if the for our CEO wants to come on this podcast, (laughs) he or she is more than welcome.
2: This kind of reminds me like how bad it could be of, I don't know if you both recall the RSA hack that happened many years ago, Mm -hmm. where the root key was compromised. Because that's almost what could have happened to Okta, except in the case of Okta, there's no hardware fobs, right?
0: So again, I, I think Okta does absolutely deserve some praise here, despite giving the super user application a really stupid name this tier two support engineer didn't have the ability to reset the password to something that he would know if that were a scenario if the attacker could have gone in and made the password password then this would have been a much bigger deal and
1: subsequently deactivating mfa right yeah absolutely password to what you want and subsequently deactivating mfa you're in yeah and if you start thinking about how many customers Okta has and what Okta actually does
0: where i'm locking into You know, if if they had access to the FedRAMP, if they were able to get into government systems that way, but Zoom, for example, if they were able to get into the Zoom Okta page, what applications would they be able to get into? I can tell you from my company, it's pretty much domain admin. You have access to everything, right? Definitely kudos to Okta for having those controls. And again, I really do praise their security team for catching it that quickly. That was an excellent detection on their part. Especially for a third party in Costa Rica. Having that kind of <laughs> blogging, fantastic. But yeah, um, to your point, it could have been massive.
1: Yeah, this I I do think I, I like that even though we agree it was a weird it's a weird name, it, it, it does appear that that, that that there was they did employ the concept of least privilege, right? there's a reason that they have that, that they have the ability for a support person to do the password reset because sometimes customers get locked out of their accounts. There's no other way to, to do that, but they so at least. I interrupt least I disagree. You disagree? Um, yeah, I,
0: I do. So here's the thing, right? So they had the, these auto support engineers or honestly these, what did we say is Sykes? I can't remember which company came first. Sykes. But they yeah, Sykes. These contractors have the ability to reset the passwords of their customers, of every user within their customers. And if Okta is your identity provider, that is where your accounts live, they are the source of truth, then maybe. But if Okta is just your single sign-on solution and your SAML solution or something along those lines for Active Directory, do you, if you sign up for Okta as a customer, do you expect that there's some third-party company in Costa Rica that can reset your Active Directory passwords of your CEO right now? I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. and I would expect them, yeah, give me access, my admin access back to my dashboard if I happen to lock myself out at that point, yes, but down to the individual user level, that certainly caught me off guard, I did not expect that.
2: Because that should go through your normal IT process, which is owned by your company and driving it through Active Directory that way.
0: And it it calls out another thing that Okta publishes a a document of their their subcontractors, who they use. Um, And this company is on that list and our 24 by 7 customer support. And in the notes, it says something along the lines of they have no data centers. They simply have access to our Salesforce and AWS. That's it. So if you were doing your your due diligence as a customer and doing your vendor reviews and you're looking at their subcontractors, you see this and like, all right, I don't care if they have access to Salesforce and AWS, that can mean anything. I don't think any reasonable human could read that and go, oh, this third party contractor has the ability to reset my active directory passwords.
1: Yeah. Good point. And so I'll take back my comment. I forgot about that part. And there was a comment again from the former Okta employees or people claiming to be former Okta employees. And what they said was. The practice and the policy is that you do not use this power to do that, but that right. power is still there.
2: And that's probably the mistake, right? That you can't trust people to have the power <clears throat> and not use it.
1: What you would do, I, I could see edge cases where maybe that's needed. I, I don't, I can't imagine it right now, but let's just say those edge cases, to me, those would be edge cases and they would require additional MFA, for example. If you're going to do the thing that we don't think should normally be done, then that should require uh, MFA or MPA. If you're going to reset a, a password that deep, then it should have to come from multiple people. Yeah. Um, I just you you
0: would think if it's an edge case, it would be an escalation, right?
1: Yeah. There's yeah, one person yeah. on a floor. But, and so, yeah, you're right. So in one sense, they did separate, but they didn't, you're, it sounds like you're saying they could do, they could have done the least privileged concept a little better. Yeah, I, I think more, it's and it
0: goes back to exactly what I was railing against at the very beginning. It's a communication issue that I'm struggling with Okta right now. As an Okta customer, I did not know they had that capability. And after doing due diligence, and I happen to know about a subprocessor document, because I happened to have it on my computer when this happened. I went, wait a minute, was that even disclosed? I went, looked, huh, no, not at all. And the word that really stuck out to me is the simply they simply have the ability to access Salesforce and AWS <laughs> wow so how does a company who's trying to do the right things trying to do their due diligence trying to make sure that they're onboarding vendors that aren't going to open them up for you know security woes what do you do in that situation when a company as big as Okta is frankly at least being awfully liberal with their definitions <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, that is, I, I would feel much better if they notified of what happened in January. Yeah. And, and they said, listen, there was this thing happen." I can understand why they might not want to, but I, I can see this is what, this is what happened. We're not sure of the extent we're studying it, et cetera, whatever. But just a simple notification And that Mm -hmm. would allow people to go just do a quick. Did anybody change their passwords? Did anybody lose their MFA? Whatever. Just let me go as a user. Go just do a quick check that that everything seems fine. But if you're not even told that, you're not going to go do it. You're not going to go do a check. And honestly, it could have been a great success story for
0: them. I mean, as I've said several times now, nothing but praise for the security team that caught it. If they would have came out in a reasonable time and said, "Hey, heads up." Here's what happened, here's where we detected and stopped and the controls that we had in place to realize it. And here's what we're going to do to make sure that RDP is not accessible on those third-party support, on contractors, laptops and things on those lines. I think people would have been, wow, yeah, that could have been real bad, but kudos to Okta, they got their fingers on the pulse and they know what's up. Instead, this is a PR nightmare for them. To what end? I don't know. I don't know what they were gaining from trying to keep this quiet and then doing this frankly, pathetic attempt at wordsmithing their their <laughs> official message. And I think that's well, the
2: danger because a lot of people in the InfoSec community, right? You guys know the difference. Like you can smell the lack of transparency that something is fishy, something doesn't sound right. Right. And you lose trust in them.
0: <laughs> yeah. And again, for a company like Okta, that's not a company you can lose trust in. And it's a shame too. It's, just, it's a shame to see because it, it would have been such an easy message for them to deal with properly.
1: Yeah, their stock price went from 166 to 145 in the last two days. It could have been, yeah, you know, it's a 10% loss. Could have been, could have been better. And I agree with you that I, I, I think that companies that are Okta customers are going to reevaluate their their trust that they have placed in this huge company. And Octa's and the thing that really is the Octa's the default, right? And Octa's everywhere. Yeah, and Yeah, that's just, go ahead.
2: You have to have a good reason not to pick Okta. Like you won't lose your job for recommending Okta at your company. It's gotten to that stage for Okta or it was that way for Okta.
0: It's to the point where if you are implementing a new product and you look up their documentation of how do I implement SAML, chances are it's going to say, oh, if you're an Okta customer, just click here
1: and they'll have those screenshots. And then there's the everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) octa screenshots means something very different now (laughs) right (laughs) oh that's tough so what i i can i assume now that the 2.5 percent of customers have been notified
0: this again goes back to if we take octa's word for it Yes. That, that was the other side of this, of, of the blog post, right? The comment after, after doing a thorough analysis over the last 24 hours and scanning, I think it was like 125,000 log entries. That's a significant number as logs go. We now know that 2.5% of our customers were impacted, which again, you take just half a step back and you think about that. So for three months, you did nothing. Then these screenshots came out. And in 24 hours, you looked at, <laughs> what do you think 125,000 logs are to Okta? an eighth like of their nothing. log? Yeah, it's, it's nothing. And it's such a disingenuous comment too. You looked at it like, oh, so you had like skilled security engineers looking at those logs? Like, no, you, you ran some grips on them. You didn't actually look <laughs> I was,
1: at them. I was gonna throw
0: out a grip. I was gonna snap they grep some stuff. Like. <laughs> I tell you that this, I'm sure the their CTO isn't the guy actually, or CSO, I forget what his title was. Is, is actually writing these things. I'm sure it's going through all kinds of legal marketing, but man, every time he posts, get the popcorn out because he just keeps making it worse. I
1: don't know. Any advice for Okta customers? What do you With
0: regards to this breach, I truly don't think it's significant in terms of customer impact. Always do your IR, always do your due diligence, go look at your logs from that time frame. see if there were any strange resets. But I... That breach is not keeping me up at night. What my advice is, and certainly what I've been doing, is contact your Okta reps and make a stink, and try to drive the message that I'm not concerned about this breach. I am concerned about how you handled it, and the fact that you waited three months and for the attackers to give up the evidence for you to say something makes me have to question what else are you sitting on? What other security incidents have occurred that you have conveniently not reported. And I'm not saying there are any, I don't know, but that's the problem that I don't, I no longer trust them to tell me. Yeah. And I, I think that's what Okta needs to hear and be nice to your rep, right? Like they're caught up in this too, yeah. but make sure you're saying, Hey, escalate this to your executive level, because this is just not an acceptable way for a company like Okta to be octa so Yeah, yeah, that, that's my main comment to all Okta customers is now's the time to take off the gloves and raise some
1: stink. Send a WTF to yeah. your are Octa Rep. For the record, it's two months, not three months. Just throwing that out there. That is end of January. It's end of March. But okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> once I got the math right.
2: And for once. Curtis. Yeah. I'm, all, Curtis I always and get, I,
1: I'm always off by an order of magnitude, usually, <laughs> or something. I'm like, I think that was 10%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, no. That one, was 1%, two, dude. three. That's, that's how it that works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Thanks for coming on to talk about the uh, Octa situation. Was a pleasure. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> this is never fun as a persona. Th- this no, kind of it's, stuff. Not. it's not. Yeah.
0: I, I not,
2: hope at it's... least you had a chance to vent, Snorkel.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it was cathartic. Yes. Thank you.
2: <laughs> and
1: yeah. I give like Wiki. Yeah. This is not a. You know, one of my favorite words is the the German word Schadenfreude, which <laughs> means taking joy in the misfortunes of others. This is not that. This is anger, right? This is, uh, I I agree with you. Like, how is this, it's the whole like, oh, now you're telling us after the screenshots came out. And, And would we ever even heard of anything? They should have saw it coming. This is what this group does. They're an
0: extortion group. They stole the screenshots and I would be, I'd be willing to bet money that they were holding that up to Octave, send us money or we're going to disclose these. Like, Okta could mm. not have been surprised when those screenshots finally appeared. The whole thing just, is, you have <laughs> you to wonder what awesome people work. are thinking.
2: It's, it sounds a little staged, if you will, or planned. They knew yeah. it was coming, mm. they weren't paying up or whatever. And...
0: Which, you should, would think that they would take the other approach then. Let's be the ones to control that message then. Yeah. Let's be the ones to disclose that this happened. Because it really, if we take them at their word, it wasn't that big
1: of a deal. Right they could have controlled that message instead it's a big deal it's not the crime it's the cover up yeah <laughs> same old. all right thanks to our listeners and be sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all it